Imagine what it would be if you pack up all your stuff and move to your local campground. That's what we did. It didn't feel fancy. It didn't feel exciting. I was like, oh my God, what just we did? But there were so many things we needed to test before embarking on a big adventure. So we decided that the best thing was to hop in the van. Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding Parenthood, a week-by-week podcast series hosted by me, Colin Boyd, and my partner, Sophie Aldino. Each week, we cover our family's rewilding journey by sharing stories, advice, and wisdom gained in traveling full-time in a converted 1978 Mercedes 508D command and control center across North America. So the last three-part series was so fun, we thought we'd dive into another micro-series about some of our favorite and most exotic destinations we've traveled to over the last two years. Literally on the day in 2018, just about a month after we purchased the van, we took a two-week test trip up to Nova Scotia, and that's what this episode is going to be all about. There were so many reasons to go, and we are so thankful we did because it informed our design decisions inside the van and provided a clear and magical buffer between what life was like before and after the trip. We'll also cover a few spots that we think shouldn't be missed and why van life in the eastern Canadian provinces in the summer is the place to be. Thanks so much for tuning into the Rewilding Parenthood podcast. If you want to give back, please consider leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or share with your community however you feel comfortable. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Enjoy the episode on Nova Scotia. Hey, self. Hey, how you doing? I'm feeling a little groggy. What time is it? I think it's seven o'clock in the morning. So we went from the night show to the morning show. I woke up this morning with... Colin shaking me in bed, being like, come on, wake up, let's do the podcast. Yeah, now that we are back in a house, our hours have changed. So where are we now? We're sitting in the kitchen. I think this is our recording studio right now, which it feels really good. We're in South Portland, Maine, in our house, and we are good. We're happy. We're enjoying the summer. How's the vibe? I think the vibe is great. I mean, between the two of us, I think we're feeling pretty relaxed and comfortable. Alfie starts his first day of charter homeschool today, so I don't know. I'm a little stressed about that, but Sophie keeps reminding me that it's only kindergarten. Chill out, dude. Yeah, we're keeping busy. We've got plenty of projects going, and you know, I feel like we haven't skipped a beat, and I think we're just embodying the uh, the van lifestyle as we go. I think on Saturday, we had a great picnic at the beach with our friends, morning down there, got some waves in, the whole family was out surfing or boogieing, we ran into some other people there, and then I just remember when we stopped at the farmer's market and you were running around, so Alfie and I just kind of hopped out of the car and grabbed some snacks and parked it right on the ground by the car. And I felt like I was living the van life without the van, just being very comfortable living on the road, even though we're just 10 minutes from home. You mean sitting on the street and not caring? (laughs) Exactly. Just being very comfortable living our lives in public. So I'm kind of talking about what we've been up to this week, but how about you? What have you been up to this week, Soph? We've just been... Doing neighborhood things, going to the beach, taking care of the kids, seeing family, going for bike rides, going for sunset swims, and yeah, just, you know, doing the summer thing, having fun and trying not to go too crazy on big adventures right now, trying to decompress and find our groove in again. I think that's what we've been up to this week. (laughs) 
Next week, I'll have some things to share. As this morning, after the show, I'll be taking a Sawzall, and I'll be cutting a 200-gallon oil tank in half, and I'll let you know how that process goes. So anyways, Self, why don't we take our listeners on a time-traveling tour back to August 2018, when we were just departing for our inaugural trip to Nova Scotia. Do you want to just give them like a little bit of a sense of what life looked like before the trip in that one month between July and August? Yeah. So it was winter. And one day, coming back from a ski day, we decided we were going to maybe do something crazy like buy a van and drive all the way to Argentina. We didn't really knew when was the best time to do that, but all of a sudden, I think around the month of May, it felt like we were starting to get itchy feet and we're like, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do this. And we found our beautiful van, which we love and we are so happy that we found her because we can't imagine doing this trip without that van. It was hectic. Alfonso and I went and picked up the van and arrived back at home at 10 o'clock in the morning. Sophie had to leave for a wedding at 12. And in those two hours, we threw everything we could out the front door and into the back of the van, doing zero design changes inside the van. The van had uh, two twin beds in the back put together, so it was like a king. And besides that, it was dead empty. I had borrowed a old VW van seat from my neighbor. So we had some seating for the kids to put a car seat in the back. We threw a bureau in there, strapped some shelving to the floor, and kind of whatever we could to bare bones. We had a five-gallon water jug, a Coleman-style camp stove, and, and that was it. I mean, and we stuffed this thing because we really weren't sure what we are going to need over the next month living at the campground. I mean, we knew, but the other thing was we just had nowhere to put anything because we didn't build it out, so it was a mess. And then at that point, Sophie left. I had Camilo strapped to my back, six-month-old Camilo. Alfonso was three, and I did the rest of the house until our first guest showed up on Airbnb at two o'clock. And I moved the van 10 minutes before down the road to my neighbors and took a huge sigh of relief as life just changed forever. It didn't feel fancy. It didn't feel exciting. I was like, this is what we signed up for? Did we just like rent our house to move to our local campground? It just felt like, oh my God, what just we did. But we knew we needed to spend a month living in the campgrounds Renting the house, calling, going to work. I was commuting to work every day. Sophie was ruling the van house with two kids. And uh, fortunately, it's a beautiful spot. So there's plenty to do. But there's so many little funny stories in, in that moment. But we knew that we needed to do a little bit more than just that to really test the van out. And so this idea to go to Nova Scotia, we had talked about months before and we had planned for that. Do you want to talk a little bit about why we went to Nova Scotia, Self? Well, it was many things we needed to test before embarking on a big adventure. The best thing was to hop in the van. We thought going to Nova Scotia was the perfect place to go because it was close, it felt adventurous, it involved going to another country. There were so many things we needed to test. First, is this a good idea or not? Are the kids into this? Are we into this? Is this crazy to move into a van? Even that it looks like fun, adventurous and glamorous on Instagram, it's not like that when you moved into a van with your kids. Your van will always look upside down and there will always be like crazy kids doing crazy things. 
another important thing is that we needed to really test the van. You know, Colin really needed to drive it. We needed to make sure it didn't break down. We need to make sure that it wasn't going to fall apart, basically. We always wanted to go to Nova Scotia. I mean, I think Colin had been there a couple of times, but neither me or the kids have been there. We had one little issue and it was just an easy fix. Yeah, we just lost the brakes on the hills of um, Cape Cape Breton. The brake fluid was splurting out. At the time, it was a little stressful for me, but for all intents and purposes, yes, it was kind of a small issue. And that's happened since, and we've been able to resolve it on the road. Yeah, and then if we were going to start building the van, we really wanted to live in it before doing any build-out. Because we thought it was important to fill out the space. You know, anything you're going to build in such a small space is critical, I feel, you know. So we were about to move our whole life into this small vehicle and we didn't have much space. So we really needed to put some good thought in it because we are four people and a dog. (laughs) And it was great. It really, 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 really helped us define the design of the van on this trip. And yeah, I think that was the main reasons why we went to Nova Scotia. I think we were up there for two weeks. And Colin was able to take time out of work because we just had a baby six months ago. And Colin decided not to take his paternity leave at that time. So I think you were able to take a month off. I can't remember. It was three weeks, but my company was shooting daggers at me when I told them I was going to not take it in the winter. And I was going to take most of that in the summer when we were plotting the van trip. And I knew I need time to actually live in this van. They were not pleased about that, but they couldn't really say no. So it was a strategic move on our behalf to have the time in the summer. I don't think at the time in the summer, we knew we were going to do this trip. I think you were like, oh, I would love to take this time in the summer. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because we were like, yeah, why am I going to take this off and just sit around the house in December when we could be doing awesome things in August, whatever they may be. And then turns out we were doing this. So it lined up perfectly. And then a couple other changes to the van to make it a little bit more comfortable. So we threw a Thule bike rack on the back to take our bikes up there, Sophie and my bike, so we could have a little bit of flexibility to do some cycling. I had a couple of surfboards strapped to the inside roof of the van, above the beds and above the seat, because we had no roof rack at the time. Then we did have a bed, which had quite a bit of storage underneath. And then because this was a German emergency vehicle, it had a couple of horizontal shelves where we could set up our kitchen that were quite large. One was the 250-pound inverter that I since ripped out, and then the generator shed box just created a nice kitchen for us to be able to work on, even though we had the stove that would slide on and off. So it was already, for us, quite comfortable. We just really didn't have anywhere to put anything else. Uh, We may have bolted a bureau, like the kid's bureau, to the wall. I think that was one of the things that we did. I think the last thing that we got on our way out the van was a couple of earmuffs that we still have in the van. Sophie (laughs) ran into the hardware store and said, I I think we're going to need these. Yeah, I think we were trying to have, at the start, we had ones with speakers. So we were like, talk through the The walkie talkies with earpieces. We looked pretty funny. I do remember. It is loud, (laughs) actually. We did have like a full on conversation. I think I remember at some point with that. If you're driving on the highway, the van is loud and it's really hard to talk. I think that was one of the first things we noticed, that we would need to lay down some kind of sound deadening on the floor, which we did. 
So I'd like to give you guys just a little bit of history about Nova Scotia, because that's not something that we do all the time. But this is an interesting place that I've always loved to travel to. And who knows, maybe we'll spend some more time up there in the future. But Nova Scotia is, this translates to New Scotland in both French and Scottish Gaelic. It had a turbulent war-torn past with stories ranging from the arrival of European settlers in the 1600s right through the early 1900s. It was originally settled by the Mi'kmaq tribe, and in 1604, when the French arrived, the Acadian culture that's still alive today was born. From that time right through the early 1900s, Nova Scotia, with its important maritime access, suffered numerous brutal disputes and wars with the French, the Dutch, the Scottish, the British, and during and after the Revolutionary War with the Americans. Anyway, today, Nova Scotia is rad. It's a surfing mecca for us New Englanders seeking a surf trip outside of this country within driving distance. It offers a natural extension to any brave sailor willing to go beyond the Gulf of Maine. And the culture is friendly, historic, simple, and the land is magnificent. Cape Breton is by far one of the most stunning parts of the province. However, there are so many natural wonders. It's a wonderful trip for anybody living or traveling on the road. I think for us, as soon as we crossed the border and specifically driving around Nova Scotia, we had the sense that we were back in New Zealand because of the openness to free camping, van travel, and just the easygoing nature of everybody there. It was just really refreshing, and it felt really, really, really good. So what was our first spot, Self, You're killing me here. I'm so bad with names. We went to the south of the island first. We went to a park called Thomas Radal Provincial Park. Colin actually drove for like 12 hours nonstop since we left Maine, and he drove all night while we all slept in the back. I was like, Cole, you know what? Let's just park it out for three days. Let's just relax, go to a campground and just chill out. That felt really good. Classic us, which is a theme that we still carry still on the road, is that we don't really plan until we're going. So we said, let's go to Nova Scotia, but we had no plan where to go. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just drove straight through till five o'clock the next morning and found a place to pull over on the ocean and took a nap. And then we made a plan. It works really well for us. We sometimes end up in places that are incredible for not planning. This was one of them. Yeah. It was such a beautiful park. It was right on the ocean, all these different little beaches we can bike to. It was really beautiful, really nice. Yeah, it just felt like we were back in time. You know, it was like the local fish and chips spot where brought us, as Colin was saying before, right back to New Zealand. You know, in New Zealand, you eat a lot of fish and chips. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't want to call it like the local food, but I think it's kind of their staple for food, fish and chips. So, as I said, we, we first started south and then we started making our way all the way up to Cape Breton. After that, we went to La Jave Islands. That was really beautiful. If you can take your bikes, I would fully recommend it because it definitely did the trip for us to have the bikes. Here we actually hop on the bikes and took off for the afternoon. Went and explored like this little island 
find like a few spots. We did like some rock jumping <laughs> into the ocean and just found blueberries and just hung out and did what we do in Maine, but up in Nova Scotia. Yeah, the Lojaves are really cool because I think it's maybe five or six different islands all connected by bridges. So it was just a really scenic bike ride and something you'd rather much rather do on a bike than driving a big heavy van. And because of all the bridges, we got to jump off so many. That afternoon, we continued up the coast and again, classic us, you know, just pointing north, but I saw a ferry going across. We just pulled over and said, hey, what's up with the ferry? Can we get on? Would you take us? They said, sure thing. It's six bucks. There we were 10 minutes later with the van on a boat trucking across the Atlantic Ocean to the other side of the island, which would save us quite a bit of time on the road. It was sunset. I remember us all hopping out of the van. I think we brought Alfie, we brought you up to the um, the captain's room and we're taking pictures and just having the time of our lives, uh, just laughing, knowing that not only are we enjoying this now, but we are soon to be embodying and living this lifestyle where we can make decisions on a whim and find ourselves with our van on a boat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean in some Eastern Canadian province. Then what happened? So Then we went to the north of Halifax at Cow Bay. If you don't know, Halifax is the capital of Nova Scotia. This was actually cool because while we were there, we met some overlanders from Europe. I think they were from Germany. And they had the most amazing track. I think still up to today, the most amazing track I've seen on the road. They had a laundry machine. <laughs> In a laundry chute. <laughs> that was the only one thing I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll carry a laundry machine. It was small. But it was so well thought, so well done. They took, I don't know how many years to, to build it out. They've been in South America. They've been everywhere. I think... It was the best thing because it was just what we needed to get us excited, to feel motivated and feel reassurance of what we were doing. We were able to go inside, take some photos. We hung out with them for a morning. That was great. So after that, we... Do you remember that spot, actually, that we went? We did, like, a walk, and it was, like, this river that we swim. I think that was up in Cape Breton. Cape Breton. Definitely a must-go. It's very touristy, but it's so beautiful. You can still find a lot of spots just to be by yourself. If you're overlanding there, you know, you can definitely talk to the locals. The locals are so friendly. They'll send you to the best spots, and I think that's what happened. In, what's the name? Sorry, guys, I'm not going to share that spot with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm. Uh, there's one thing about having this position of sharing our lives and places and stuff that is really fun, but I also feel like there's a responsibility there, and some things are best left to the adventure. So I'm sorry, but I'm not going to share all the secrets of the road. But we'll share a few. So those other ones, you know, you can find them on a map. They're great, but the other ones. You got to use your nose and find them. And I'll, I'll leave some clues for you, but it's really best and most enjoyed when you've lived through the struggle and you find your own spots. Yeah, that was a pretty insane spot. We'll post some photos. You'll understand why Colin doesn't want to share that spot. I get it. 
I get it. But I think on the way up in Cape Breton, I think my advice would be if you're ever considering going to Nova Scotia and you only had a week, either pick the main island of Halifax or Cape Breton. And I would probably go straight to Cape Breton. And there's a few loops that they have, certain roads that you can travel. We went out to the northeast. I forget the name of the route that we did, but that was pretty beautiful. And fortunately, we did because we found out that our friends, Courtney and Owen of the Wild Migration family, they were up there as well. And we had a night together on the beach, which was super, super fun. And they had been traveling for three weeks through the Eastern Canadian provinces, which meant they were in the Gas Bay, they were in New Brunswick, they were in Quebec, and they just had an incredible trip. And after enjoying Nova Scotia, they were at Prince Edward Island, I think too. And after doing just what we had, it convinced me that the Eastern Canadian provinces for summertime travel are just truly amazing. I think last summer, number one bus was up there for about a month in Nova Scotia, and they just had a blast. So, you know, unfortunately now with coronavirus, you can't get into Canadian unless you are Canadian, like our friends who are going up there soon. But if you ever wanted to do a trip out of New England and you had one to three weeks and you could travel by car, I totally recommend it. I think the Eastern Canadian provinces are awesome during this time of year. If you surf, Nova Scotia is also a great destination. So anyways, I think that, yeah, the highlight was really coming into Cape Breton National Park because Cape Breton is the island, but the national park is really the stunning part. And I think our first stop was that little river swim that we found. It wasn't marked on a map. We Again, we just used our nose, found a little hike next to a river, walked in and found this beautiful gorge. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really beautiful. Fresh, clear water. It was deep, big fish, good cliff diving. You know, just again, another beautiful moment to say, this could be our life. This is what we're chasing. This is what we want to do. Yeah, and it felt really good. We felt really alive. We felt excited. You know, I remember you taking Alf for a little walk. I stayed in the van. I don't know what I was doing. And you came back and you were like, oh my God, Alf was just swimming in this really cold water. I think he took his pants off and he was just walking up and down and the water was up to his, I think, like waist. You know, I think we were all very excited. We were all feeling very free about what we were doing. Yeah, and I guess that, you know, again, as we were trying to figure out what rewilding parenthood was and what a Fuera Vida was and what the kind of work we wanted to share would be, this was really a big driver. As, like Sophie was saying, we felt so connected to the outdoors. We just really wanted to engage with that lifestyle that I think rewilding parenthood was born on that trip the feelings that we had and seeing our friends out there doing the same thing and how important that was, that's when really we connected all the dots and said, there's something here that's important. There's something that families want that is really hard to access because we had been living this lifestyle, nine to five, stuck in the house, couple of kids just living for the weekend and it just wasn't enough. It just didn't feel fulfilling. Actually, Rewilding Parenthood was born when we went to New Zealand. Well, the name wasn't. It was called Moment Exchange back oh, then. Oh, that's true. He's right. He's right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm just, uh, you, you heard it here first. So <laughs> I think the last thing that I will say is that we almost skipped. We didn't know about it. And I think while we were driving, you saw it. And it's the Skyland track. 
even that it's busy, I think it's a must do. It's so beautiful. Imagine walking on these like big rolling, I will call it hills over mountains. And it feels like you're walking on a skyline really. And you have like the ocean right there. It's just beautiful. You just have to really experience that too to appreciate it yeah and additionally there's so many little secret gems up there just pull over and talk to a local and find out because we sure did and not only did we find little surf spots and stuff on the beach we also found things up in the mountains that were just incredible incredible and got to really test the four-wheel drive capacity of the van even though it's not four-wheel drive and take it down some kind of hairy roads but that's exactly what i wanted to do and nova scotia just provided that opportunity for us to blow out a brake cylinder and be losing brake fluid down these crazy hills and also just give us a sense of what the van could handle so actually before we 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 finished this episode, I would like to give a lot of credit to Alfonso. He's been sitting on my lap while we were recording this podcast. He actually woke up and he's been sitting on my lap very quietly listening to this episode. So Alf, do you actually have any memories of Nova Scotia? Is there any story you would like to share about that trip? He actually loves to tell stories, but I think he's still feeling a little bit shy this morning. Anyway, so what's up next week, Cole? Well, next week we are going to continue our journey with a new episode from our micro travel series. We will go from the northeastern point of North America, Nova Scotia, down to the southeastern point of the dry Tortugas off 70 miles off Key West. So right there, smack in the middle of the Caribbean, halfway between Florida and Cuba, more or less. Last thing I want to touch on, going home, we felt super inspired that this was going to be our life. It provided a clear buffer between what life was before and what life was going to be after. And it also gave me the courage to come back and face the truth and quit my job and go head first into this lifestyle. So I think anybody considering this lifestyle, go on a trip, don't do anything to the van, take some space, go spend time outdoors and really ponder it, consider it and think it and then come back and dive deep. If you want to commit, just go for it because you're sure as hell going to need the time like we did to completely alter our lives over the next four months to get out of here from basically September to January. It was wild. Anyways, that's it for Rewilding Parenthood this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is part one of a three or four part travel series of some of our favorite spots around the country. If you have any questions for us, please write us over on Instagram at Afuera Vida. We love hearing from you guys and are happy to do any shows about any questions you may have. Thank you to Thomas Tyrell and Mercedes Riva for the music and special thanks to Mechi for the editing. You also need to check out her new project on Spotify. It's called Travel with Sounds and the first show is called A Night in New York and you may even hear some familiar voices in there. So that's it from us. Come on back next week. We're trying to do some focus on the Instagram stories when we launch this podcast. Please follow us on Instagram to get a real visual sense of what the trip was like we're posting videos and some writing and some photos and it will just help wrap this up or head on over to the blog and and you can check out some photos as well if you'd consider leaving us a review or a rating we would greatly appreciate that so more people could listen to the show thanks so much guys we'll be back next week with a new show adios